Check this out. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to set it for you real quick. Live in the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. Hey, don't roll it. Hit it downhill. With power, you run it straight downhill. You know where we're coming. And we know where y'all going to be lined up at. Now you just got to stop. I'm saying I'm better than you. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. Peace mode is already inside. The doctor is now in. The beast is alive and well. Glad to have you with us on a thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Hope everything is well with you. Ballpark Frank in the house. VGK Frank, let's get it right here. Can I get a hockey horn? I need a hockey horn. The best hockey horn on the planet. The old Chicago Stadium. Do they still use that same hockey horn at the United Center? Yes, they do. Yeah, Because they, well, you know where that horn came from. That was the original horn on the yacht of Arthur Wirtz. And he used to play that horn, and he said, hey, this is kind of cool, and people get excited when I'm out on the lake and that. So they implemented it there, and then, of course, they would have the big organ and that, so where they played all the stuff with the live organ at the old Chicago Stadium. And yes, they moved that stuff over to the new building as well. So Outstanding. There you go. There, there is your education, your Chicago Blackhawks education, brought to you by Blackhawk Frank today. See, that sounds good, Blackhawk Frank. I'm Should- down with it. That's cool. Your day. <laughs> He's cool. I, I still have my Blackhawk. You know, my, my, my Kane and Taze jersey are still hanging in my closet. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, Golden Knights tonight. Anaheim, again, the Golden Knights pretty much on fire, 8-1-1 and against the Ducks, who have not been so mighty. And we didn't get a chance to, to talk too much about the game that we went to on Tuesday night. And, you know, the red... What are they calling it? The the reverse retro jersey. Yeah, okay, so there we go. The reverse. Where does the reverse come I, in? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know when a retro jersey was became something different than a retro jersey. Okay, but, but let's stop right here, okay? First of all, it's the red alternate jersey. That's what it should be called. End of story. Retro, there's no retro. The franchise... Three and a half years old, it, it's it's not old enough to have a retro. And maybe that's why it's a reverse retro, because it's not really a retro, so okay. it's the reverse of a retro. It's the New Jersey kind of. So when we go, you know, reverse, it's, I'm thinking, you know, reversible, you know? But it's not reversible. No. It's not retro. No. It's red. It's about the only thing. And it's got the alternate logo. It's got the alternate logo, which is, again, an alternate jersey. That's what it should be. So... I don't know. You're going with the red because of the Wranglers? Okay. Well, they, they, Retro it, it, because it's a throwback to the Thunder? No, because the Thunder had that teal color and the black and all that stuff. Right. Well, and remember this, too. It, it's it's not just the retro because of the Wranglers. It's also red rock red was is one I of understand. the colors in the, you know, in the Vegas Golden Knights. So, yeah, I mean, they can say whatever they want to and why they did it. But my thoughts about or, or my question to you is, you like that? Or the gold jersey better now? If I have to choose, I'm going to go gold jersey because the gold is more prevalent in your original uniform and your logo. So I will go with that. And again, the Golden Knights, hence gold. And I know it's kind of goofy, lame, you know, lame type. I don't know, but 
I like it. I think from a distance, it, it, it plays well. So, yeah, I like the gold better than the red. Again, to me, red, when you go to the original uniform, it's just accented, just accent of red. It's not predominant. So, no, I'm get rid of the red and get rid of all the other stuff that we're doing. And, you know, if St. Patrick's Day comes around, I don't want to see a green jersey. Oh, but you're going to. That's I know we are. And there's camouflage jersey nights. I, I don't want it. And then there's the purple jerseys for, you know, you know the, the cancer and different things. And, I'm, and, and, it's, and some of it's cool. Sell it in the shop, okay? You don't need to go ahead and wear it. You don't, the players don't need to wear a lavender jersey. Now, do, you, pre- do no. you prefer when they wear them in the warm-ups and then switch to the regular ones during the game? Don't care what they wear in the warm-ups because baseball has done that forever. Yeah. And, and, and they then. do that with some of the jerseys. Right. So, And, and again, I'm kind of with you. Half the time when I turn on TV, one of the things that drives me crazy in this day and age is I turn on a basketball game or a hockey game or whatever – and I don't know what the teams are, even though I know who the teams are. Not only you Be- because it's like, wait, what? Yeah. What are these jerseys? Okay, now what is this one for? Not only do you not know who's playing, you don't know who the home team is either. Because again, in the NBA, in the NHL, in you know the white would be the home team. Then now you know we've talked about this many times. The NHL went to the dark jerseys about whatever five, six, seven years ago, whatever it's been now. They went to and, the dark side. Yeah, the dark side, <laughs> and then the tales from the dark side. Then you've got the NBA now. There's no rhyme or reason. It's white. It's dark. It's colored. And you talk about the red rock. It's Canyon. multicolored right. and layered and all this and that. It's like so. When you talk about the you know let's salute Red Rock Canyon all that kind of stuff. Well. This is what the Jazz did going on two years ago now. The, they have their orange, as I like to call them, the Flaming Cheetos jerseys. You've got the orange and the red. It looks like the Cheetos bag. It looks dead on the Cheetos bag. And you've got the white, the yellow, the red. And so did some homework way back when. And we talked about this on the air, I think, last year. I was like, why are they wearing these jerseys? It's because, oh, it, it's going to the... Red Rock Mountains or whatever they have there in Salt Lake, it's because of that, because that's on the southern side of the state. So these are southern state jerseys. Like, are you kidding me? The Jazz are purple and gold. First of all, there's no Jazz in Utah anyway. Good luck trying to find a Jazz club. Of course, that came over from New Orleans when they relocated. Okay, they stuck with it. They stuck with the colors. It was fine. Now we've got the Flaming Hot Cheetos. That's ridiculous. And look what I saw last week. They, they were wearing some yellow something else. Different color jerseys. Again, not even the, the Flaming Hot Cheetos. The Orlando Magic were wearing yellow and orange. Where does that come into play? Yellow and orange, Orlando Magic? I mean, they looked pretty cool back in the day when they had that like teal blue or baby blue and the black. Or, you know, they went with the dark and the... Remember they had, went the pinstripes? Okay, they were a new franchise. They kind of had their own little thing going. It was cool. And now I'm watching the Orlando Magic, and not only were the jerseys orange and yellow and white, but the floor was too. Like, what are you doing? And the Jazz have done the same thing. They went, they went Cheetos on the jersey. They went Cheetos on the floor. I've had enough of that. Well, doesn't matter if you've had enough or not or if I've had enough or not because you know what it's all about, my friend? It's about oh, sales. On, I know. And the more jerseys they make, the but more somebody that... might buy them. Okay, but where? Where's the backing behind that as far as that? Okay, where are the I have numbers? No idea. Where are the numbers that show that, hey, of course, they make the jerseys. People think, okay, it's kind of cool. And they go sell them in the pro shops there, in their stadium arenas. Fine, I get that. And then maybe it'll venture out to the, to the outlets 
in the malls, in those cities. I get that. But where is the numbers that back it that say, hey, this is our leading you know, jersey seller. This, this is it. No, it's not. It's the traditional, you know, for the Golden Knights, it's the steel gray, black, whatever you want to call it, and then the white. Those, those are the selling the money. But for the people that already have them and they don't need another one because some people already have four or five, then they do. Oh, now I have to have the gold one. Right. Now I need the retro one. Oh, wait, there's the breast cancer one. There's the this one. There's, uh, it does work for a lot of people out there. But not and, in, and again, in volume, I don't think. I don't know. I know yeah. I see an awful lot of those retro jerseys and I see an awful yeah. lot of the gold ones all over the place, at yeah. least in this town. It's new. Now, for some teams that aren't as popular, maybe not. But it's just a way to get something else out in the public. And, again, the Golden Knights have always prided yeah. themselves on being not just Vegas's team. Remember, when they first came out, they were the team of the Rocky Mountains. When they first came out, when we had that first press conference, everybody was like, why are we at the top of the stratosphere? Right. <laughs> and I was looking out the window going, oh, because they're going to say that, well, we're not just Vegas, we're, we expand everything. And I just made it up because I had no idea. And then Bo Foley said that, and people looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you know that? I'm like, I didn't know. I was making a guess. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why we're up here just like everybody else is. And I always thought, I wonder how the Colorado Avalanche are going to feel about Vegas being the team of the Rocky Mountains. But, yeah. but yeah, but it's all marketing, and it's a different thing. And I, I don't know if blame is the right word. <laughs> Or some people might say credit. But I really think when college football and Nike and Oregon and the Ducks started all this stuff, it really changed everything. They have a different uniform for every game and then different helmets. and di It's crazy. And now everybody's like, hey, you know what? Some people are going to buy this stuff. Let's throw it out there. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. But here's where I draw the line. I'm fine. Okay. Just so everyone knows that I, where I stand on this. I am perfectly fine with selling that stuff in the stores, online, merchandise. I get it. That's great. Major League Baseball, use them as the example. When you go to a Major League Baseball stadium or you go to the store, what do you see? You see hundreds upon hundreds of different types of shirts. You've got gray shirts. You've got red. Just pick it up. Let's say the Cubs, for example. Okay, Go across the street from Wrigley Field there. All right, and you'll see a blue shirt, you'll see a white shirt, you'll see a gray shirt, you'll see pinstripe shirts, you'll see pink shirts, you'll yep. see green, you'll see, you'll see it all. Okay, that's fine. But what are the Cubs wearing on home days at Wrigley Field? They're wearing the uniform, the white pinstripes. That's what I'm saying. Stick to tradition and keep what you're wearing on the field. Don't wear this nonsense on the field, on the court. On the ice, you don't need to do it. You can still sell the stuff. So that's my argument is the players don't need to wear it for, for it to be successful merch. It can be in the store and say, hey, that's a pretty cool thing. I'm going to buy that regardless. I'm not going to buy it because, you know, I saw Alex Tuck wearing it last night. Wow, that looked good at him. I'm going to go buy it. But somebody might. And besides, okay, you use the Cubs as an example. Yeah. And you're right because the Cubs are a very tradition-laden mm -hmm. club. But what happened right on the other side of Chicago? Don't on the talk south about side? those ham hogs. The stupid shorts that they wore, all the different uniforms. The Bermuda how many, shorts, yeah. How many different uniforms did the Pittsburgh Pirates have that one season and other uh, teams like that? But color combinations stayed the same, my friend. The black and the gold and the white. But they still they didn't had venture like a, off into powder blue like the Phillies. But they still had like a dozen different combinations and different things that they wore all the time. Now they're just combining colors as well. It doesn't matter what we think. We're not the demographic. We're not the millennials that are trying to get to buy it, and even people younger than that. 
These people want to spend their money, and apparently it's working to some respect. They can respect. spend the money, but again, just stick to tradition. But if you only have it in the in the shops outside of Wrigley Field, then a lot of people aren't going to get it. They're going to go online. They're going to do whatever. That's what I'm saying. But it's- if they see it in front of them, that's when they want it. A good friend of ours who listens to the show all the time, and if he can't hear it live, he listens online. I can't tell you how many times we've watched UFC fights, and every fighter that comes out, he goes, Wow, I want that shirt. Wow, I want that shirt. When they see the people that they're paying to see or they want to see wearing it, all of a sudden it becomes a hotter item. No, that's reality. I totally get that. I totally get it. When we're talking about a team sport and talking about keeping tradition and people are saying, okay, it's losing its tradition, it does. It does look goofy when you venture off into different colors. And, again, I'm going back to the Utah Jazz. I'm going back to the Orlando Magic and teams like that. Again, stick with your color wheel. Again, Pittsburgh uh, Pirates back in the day, yeah, you got six combinations of jerseys of black, gold, and white. The black pants, the gold top, the you know the, the, the white pants, and the black tops and all that kind of – okay, that's great. But uh, you know as well as I do, if you're in the arena and they're going to advertise go to the – you know, the Armory, the Golden yeah, Knights, go and, the and, and, and the see armory. that. And there's thing. tons of stuff that the players aren't wearing, so you're going to see it. You're going to see it on the commercials. You're going to see it advertised. I'm just saying you don't need to wear it during a game. This offshoot stuff, you don't need to wear it during a game. You go online, because whatever, like I said, whatever's in the shops, they're everywhere. They're online, okay? I use the example of Wrigley Field, the shop across the street. That means it's going to be in the shop in Wrigley Field. It's going to be at the J.C. Penney's, okay? It's going to be at the Coles in Algonquin or whatever in the heck. Uh, Algonquin. Uh, Algonquin. Not whatever. Algonquin. Yeah, I don't know. an extra A in there. I don't know nothing about You don't about know it. the Algonquin Indians? No. Come on, man. I know the Sha- I know Schaumburg. I know the mall over there. been there. It'll all be out there. It'll be there. It'll be the Woodfield Mall. There, Woodfield. It used to be the world's <laughs> largest, by the way. Very nice, yeah. There's a Rainforest Cafe in there, too. Very nice, by the way. Well, there's a lot of things in there. Yeah. The Chicken's Lips is where they used to make whatever yeah. T-shirt you wanted. Yeah. We had some interesting T-shirts. Made Don't forget, the day. new Oldsmobiles are in early this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the new Oldsmobiles, and that was in a mall that was actually closed down. Exactly. And they actually bought the mall just to film the Blues Brothers That's movies it. and trash it. And then you saw the, the sign there. It said, 1980 Oldsmobiles. There it is. Yeah. And remember? Right after he says that line, then Belushi goes, "Wow, this this one's got everything." It does. <laughs> disco disco pants and haircuts. Wow, this this ball's got everything. Pier one imports. What are you doing, Numchuck? He's over here playing. He, now he's like learning how to play the piano during the show. If you're gonna, it's Groundhog Day for if, him. So he's, you know. if you want to learn to play instruments, do that in your own time. I don't know what you're doing over here. That's. <laughs> All right. Again, nice little tangent that we got off to. He's he's jonesing for a new retro jersey or something like that. All right. And see, there's one of your examples right behind the glass here. He owns every one of those jerseys. That's fine. I don't care about that. That's fine. Just I don't want to see William Carrier wearing a jersey or Ryan Reeves wearing a lavender or pink jersey or red. I don't want to see that. Just wear what you're supposed to wear. Home, home, away, away, end of story. And why was it good, Frank, for a hundred years of sports, but all of a sudden the last five, wow, we've got to change everything. Got to change with the times, my friend. No, there's no times to be changing. Can't Sell be the, it. 
Can't sell it. You're the old man sitting on his front lawn. No, that's not. Shaking your fist at the You know, if anybody is by. thinking that it sounds that way, that's not it. <laughs> you kids get off my lawn no, and take your nonsense. jersey with you. Because I know 20-year-olds <laughs> will say the same thing that I say, too. If you want to. Half the 20-year-olds out there aren't even watching the games, period. Listen. They're online. You know my They're wardrobe. I'm on green trying to get a scholarship. I like if people don't know what that reference is to, that's that's using your thumbs to get a scholarship. There you go. A little PlayStation action there. There you go. All right. So the Golden Knights taking on Anaheim tonight. There we go. Going got- duck hunting. <laughs> you know, we usually talk Golden Knights. He knows what's happening. He usually plays the Golden Knights. You know, th- there we go. There we go. Why do you get breaking news out of that? He's learning how to play the piano. The man can't do 20 things at once. This is true. (laughs) 7 o'clock tonight. All right, so speaking of this, okay, we've been in the arena. I know how we feel about it, about doing all this nighttime stuff with no one in the building from 6.30 to 7, and you're still thinking it's a rock concert. You're doing that for the fans to get into the building, okay? And then we're going through still... The night coming on out and the extravagant stuff going on. Well, that's all Do, on the it's all on the jumbo. That's on the jumbotron. But again, people because they can't actually go on the ice. But people at home aren't watching this. Okay, you're a commercial break during that, for the most part. You know, just like the national anthem. I'm not showing the national anthem on the broadcast at home. No, you're right. But, okay, but, but Golden so, Pipes, Carnell Johnson's still there. I'm fine you know? with him. I didn't say him. You know, I didn't say no, no, him. I'm, I'm, I'm fine saying, with him. You know, and again, we I need our anthem. Okay, we're gonna get to that story later with Bill Cartwright later too. So. Well, yeah, definitely. Yes. Dallas Mavericks have something to say yes. about that. But no, I, I agree with you. To me, it's a little bit over the top. The one that cracks me up the most is when they keep on doing the one where it goes, <laughs> "Make more noise" or "Let's make some noise" right. and stuff like that. It's like. You're the, you're in charge of making more noise. You just pump up the volume on the soundboard because there's nobody there. <laughs> so okay, so go ahead. This is a good pet peeve time for you. So go ahead and tell them what really irritates you with the jumbotron when the in, in the middle of play here. Well, go what, ahead. What, what now the jumbotron is for and only for the crowd. It's not for anybody else but the patrons in attendance. That's all it's there for. Yeah, and the advertisers that advertise that sponsor the Golden Knights. That they show but the who's Jumbotron. your audience? The right. audience isn't the television audience. It's not the no, players. No, it's not the media. Not. It's not the referees. It's not the officials. It is the 18,000 plus in attendance that night. That's your audience, your demo. Uh, again, the advertisers are getting those impressions to go with those people, Right. Yeah, well, okay. it, it's supposed to be normally right. when things are normal. Right. But, yeah, but, no, they're still doing that. And what irritates me is because where we are sometimes in the Stella Artois Lounge, which is in Hyde Lounge, um, you know, we can't see the entire ice sometimes with some of the vantage points that we're at. And so when they go on a power play or something, they're still showing the Nevada power player or, you know, the lawyers that advertise in that. And they show that while play is still going on on the ice, and you literally can't see anything because we can't see that goal. And then we're also seeing the advertisers on the screen instead of the actual well, game the, itself. Well, again, if you're looking at the Jumbotron right, that you're 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 missing the actual a, uh, action on the but ice. But if you're looking at happening. the ice, you're looking at the end of the ice where there's no players because we don't have the vantage point <laughs> okay. to see it. Right. So that is kind of aggravating. I don't need to see. You want to make the announcement it's the Nevada power play? Cool. Go for it. Mm. 
I don't need to see it during game time action. Right. And, and again, you again. So the way everything is situated now, where the only people in the building are, if you're affiliated with the game or you're the media, plain and simple, and there are a handful of players' families, front office execs that are sitting in the suites. Okay. So, but your eyes do take you no matter where you're sitting in that arena, whether you've got an obstructed view seat or you don't. It doesn't matter. I just think that the Jumbotron should just have the action, and especially for the replays. When there is a penalty, or are going to replay the Ryan Reeves fight or the goal, this and that, even as media members, we always look up because we might have missed the goal. And then so we look yeah, at the monitors in front of us, in or, or, or you yeah. look at the Jumbotron. So keep that on the Jumbotron, that's fine. But again, all the other stuff that is blocking out that you would have normally during a game for the fans, like the NV Energy Power Play and all that, or advertisements and that sort of thing, you don't need it. You need the the game action and the stats. That's all you need. No, but, I agree. So, yeah. and, and again, and, and I, I mean, it's cool that they're still employing people and they're being part of the game and they're trying to make it. I think it's for the players on the bench and that too to try to make it feel as close to a game as possible. But it's just, to me, it's just overkill. Well, they do, have, and, and it's even kind of cheesy in some respects. It, it, exactly, it is. And, and again, do you, and if you're if you're going to do your pregame festivities and it's going to be shown on television at home, absolutely, you do it for sure because the people want want to live that. But I know they have this thing that they're they're streaming the the fortress at home. So I mean, some of that stuff may be seen, so you, you get it home, but. Let's be honest. I mean, most people, if they're at home watching the game, they're going to be watching it on television. Yeah, on AT and T Sportsnet. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that. And that's why they have. That's why yeah. the Golden Knights have the announced crew, and then the announced crew for, for between periods and all that kind of stuff, because they know that's what people are watching for. That's remember. That's one of the reasons that Bill Foley went with that network because. He can also watch it at his ranch. <laughs> yes, they have it in Montana and Idaho yeah. and up in there. In yeah, the Rocky so, so you know, yeah, yeah. So, 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 and that's why that's another one of the reasons he said they were going to be the team of the Rocky Mountains because it is in all those mm-hmm. areas. So, no, and, and again, I mean, they can do whatever they want, and, and God bless them. And it's you know, I mean, for me, the still doing all the in between period stuff and the little oh, what's right. under the puck and you know, <laughs> oh here, you know, here's some of the the cheerleaders and that kind of stuff. I'm I'm glad that they get to go there and obviously they only get a, a, a handful of games because they're not the full complement of them as normal and it's cool seeing them there but it's just kind of like something that you know, I don't necessarily yeah. need it yeah. but I mean no I and I do know that they get shown on TV a little bit and things like that. So I'm not totally opposed to it. It just seems it just seems forced to me. It, it definitely is. All right. So what can you look forward to tonight? At T-Mobile Arena, and if you're watching at home, oh yes, you know this all leads up to what we're we're getting to right now. The another alternate jersey. The Golden Knights are going to be busting out the Chinese New Year jersey tonight. So the red jerseys you see tonight are not the retro, whatever you called it, reversible. The reverse, reverse retro, retro jersey. jersey. No, tonight we're going to celebrate Chinese New Year, and you're going to be having a. Chinese theme jersey tonight. So get ready for that. I, I am ready for it because they've done it every year. Yes. They do a Chinese New Year jersey every yeah. year. And the and, NBA and the, started and, doing this too, yes. Yeah, oh. you know. The NBA also does all the, the Hispanic uh, weeks and months and right. stuff that they do for that in a handful of games. So, again, it's like it, it's not it's not to appease us. 
It's for younger people than us. It's for a different demographic. Really? I'm not buying that. It's for younger well, people. Well, that's, okay. That's, uh, that's what that's what are you telling tell me? You? Twenty something is gonna. I I'm gonna watch. I I really like that Chinese New Year thing. I'm gonna go ahead and get one of those. Absolutely not. They just do it for. Again, they're finding reasons to do it, whether it's a holiday or whether it's uh, a tribute or something like that. Okay, that, that's what it is. I'm not buying that we're trying to get a young demo. A young demo doesn't give a darn about this. They don't give a darn about any of the colored jerseys. They could care less. I, I disagree. Really? And, and, and I think that is part of the reason okay. for it. No, I'm not, saying that it's, I'm not saying they're right, but that's one of the reasons they're going to give you. And it is about jersey sales. And again, doing the first three years in Hyde Lounge and being up there all the time. The Chinese New Year jerseys, I would see them, people wearing them and buying them. The camouflage jerseys, I would see people wearing them and buying them. The cancer jerseys, I would see people... I would always see people buying the other jerseys. But it's not, Maybe not in the volume they do the no, normal ones, but that's Grant, not necessarily my point, the goal. My point is you can't point to me and say that it's... Uh, that the kids or the millennials or the 20 year olds, that's the demo for that. I, our great friend, Brian Benowitz, he has one of, I'm not going to say everything because he's the diehard fan. The guy's in his fifties. Okay. And he said, okay, nah, gold Jersey. Yeah. I'm going to give it some time. Okay. I'll buy it. Red Jersey. I'm thinking I'm getting one of those, but he's not getting a lavender. He's not going to get one of those other things. Again, I think fans are fans. It doesn't matter your age. So I don't think that they're saying, hey, we want to market to a younger audience. I don't think the NHL is really doing that. I don't think the Golden Knights are doing that. I think they're marketing to their huge fan okay, base. That might be. but, but That's but, what I think but, it is. But, but, the idea but the players is still, don't need to wear it. But the idea is to still get it out there. And again, not everybody gets to go to the games. This year, nobody gets to go to the games. Right. So if you see the players wearing it, it might catch your eye more, and it might be that final thing that puts you over the top to go out and get one. All right, so the Chinese New Year jerseys worn and signed by the Vegas Golden Knights, like you said, they, they've done this in previous years uh, during the pregame warm-ups, and then they yeah, have then an they auction. Take them off. Yeah. yeah, they have an yeah, auction. Yeah, they auction them and, off so you can get flurry. You can, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and that's the same thing with the Lavenders one they do right. for cancer awareness. I understand that. I understand that. And, and that's all fine and cool. Hmm. But, yeah, but the gold and the retro jerseys are jerseys that they designed specifically for game use. Right. The alternate jerseys. So, again, do we need it? I don't know. Take your pick. Again, everyone's doing it, so what the heck? You know, Everyone's doing it's it. It's not on a need basis. It's on a what-they-want-to-do basis. Yeah, just stick to the color scheme. That's I guess the moral of my story is stick to the color scheme. That's it. And I don't need to, to be seeing teams change their logos. I mean, you, you put all this thought process into what our logo is going to be, and you copyright it and, and pay all your lawyer fees and all this stuff. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to go to this. We're going to go to this. I mean, you saw what the Ducks were wearing the other night? What was that nonsense? Don't say that, that oh, that's good. That's going to be a big money. That looked hideous. Some cartoon character on there. I don't know if that was from the movie The Mighty Ducks or what. The players didn't like it. I don't know if you saw the game last night. It was on the Big Ten Network. Wisconsin's playing Nebraska. Uh, Wisconsin. True to form. They're wearing their traditional reds. They're Wisconsin. What was Nebraska wearing last night? A goofy white jersey that had a picture of, you know, the, the Nebraska corn husker, the guy or whatever, like with a, a corn in the cob in his mouth or something like that. It was the most ridiculous thing, and this was on their jersey. No recruit is going to say, I want to put that bad boy on. I can guarantee you when the players found out they had to wear that to their game last night and Nebraska's like, you know, 4-12, and 12, 
I don't want to wear that garbage. Oh, but we had to. They looked hideous. Just as bad as those those duck jerseys the other night. It looked like that Charles Schultz like cartooned on or something with a pen. I agree with you. I don't like a lot of them. And, and I'm let's not – don't mistake me here. I'm not in favor of them either. I'm not calling you but, out. Don't but I like realize that. that it's not for me. I, I would just rather have the old traditional jerseys. I don't think it's for anybody, for Frank. I think it's got nothing to do with age. I, nothing to do okay, with age. Okay, it might not be age, but it's definitely about sales and getting more merchandise I'll out buy there. jerseys. You'll it, buy jerseys. It won't be a 20-something to buy jerseys. I don't really buy jerseys that much anymore. Well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, and, and, and if I had a lot of money, I, I wouldn't buy a whole ton of them. It would actually have the reverse effect on me and go, the hell with this. There's too many of them. I don't want them. The reverse retro? Is that what you're saying? It would have the reverse I'm retro effect on you? Okay. I'm saying any of them. But, but again, but I do see an awful lot of people wearing them. Oh, I... Again, put it out there. I mean, people will buy. There's no question. I mean, no. that, that goes for anything. If you the newest it, gadget, the newest toy, it doesn't matter. People are going to eat it up. I mean, come on. People were buying pet rocks, for goodness sake. We go that far back. I mean, I mean there's... I knew people that had pet rocks. Right, that's and my I'm point. Like, well, wait, I got a whole quarry here in my backyard. Right, right. <laughs> and you know what that is? I mean, that's capitalism at its finest, okay? Just like with these jerseys. That's why manufacturers and teams will go ahead and do it because, yeah, it's capitalism. It's like if we can get an, another buck out of those people, we're going to do it. Well, so nothing he, wrong with that. Again, buy all you want, sell all you want. I don't care. I'm just talking about what we're wearing on the pitch, you, you, you remember, on the field, on the you, ice, you remember on the, the court. Old, you remember the old P.T. Barnum line, right? Yes. Okay, sucker born every minute. Do you know that that's not the entire line? Because the entire line is there's a sucker born every minute and two to take them. <laughs> takes two to make a thing go right, as Rob Bass once said. There you go. All right, when we come back, we will go to Tampa, Florida. I don't know if it's reluctantly or not, but, yes, T.J. Reeves is going to join us one more time because when there's news in Tampa, we got to go to T.J. Reeves. We're going to talk Lombardi Trophy tossing. We are going to talk the boat parade, one of a kind, that took place yesterday, a tipsy Tom Brady a lot to dive into with T.J. Reeves. So we'll get to that when we come back. Also, next hour, Big Bill Cartwright will join us. We'll talk NBA. And Rob Van Dam in the house, RVD, uh, will hit him up uh, as well, too. Right here on a Thunderous Thursday, T.C. Martin Show. The T.C. Martin Show is back. Yes! Yes! What are you doing? It's just a halftime. Yes, this is my favorite part of the game. T.C. Martin. Yes! In the face! The doctor is now in. 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 All right, get that William Hill mobile app just in time for the weekend. Plenty of college basketball on tap as we kind of turn the page, get into the college hoop season now big time, the NBA, the NHL, all of that. William Hill, the mobile app, download on your phone first, then get over to the Cosmopolitan or any of the William Hill Sportsbook properties, open a new account, put in at least $50 in a new account. Boom, they'll match with an additional 50 Use that promo code TC50 with that. Free $50. Sign up today. Use it from the palm of your hand. Convenience of your own home, wherever you are, anywhere in the state of Nevada, the William Hill mobile app. There you go. So, for example, if you go to watch the Golden Knights play in Tahoe on the golf course at Edgewood, you can actually get a bet down because you'll still be in the state of Nevada. What do you think of that? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Or if you're going to be like me and you're going to be watching UFC this Saturday. 
There you go. You do a little bit of wagering for uh, all the upcoming fights. Yeah. It uh, didn't work out so good for me last time. Uh, the, the last major UFC fight. Yeah, I was doing that. Like, okay, yeah, get it in like right away. Oh, wow. Chandler just killed me. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> That's why they call it gambling and betting, my friend. It happens. It happens. I'll tell you what, it, what usually doesn't happen. Boat parades. That usually doesn't happen. Never. There is one place where they're kind of popular, though. Well, they are now. Really? <laughs> they've, they've had a few of them down there. They had one for a, a hockey team not too long ago as well. That's a thing is what you're telling me, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. All right. We go live to Tampa Bay. Emphasis on the bay, bay, bay. With our Buck sideline guy who is fresh off uh, just a marathon Super Bowl title on Sunday. We talked to him on Monday. He is back with us today. Why? Because he was at the boat parade yesterday celebrating. We're not sure if he hoisted the Lombardi Trophy or not. He is TJ Reeves. What is going on, my man? Uh, Numchuck, if you're going to do a crowd, you got to do the crowd. you got to bam it. And with TJ Reeves, when I bring you in, you got to hit it. Bam it. What's up? Are you alive? Are you there? Are you on mute? I hear this guy breathing. T. J. Reeves. Try again. All right. I think TJ has, uh, I, I think the <sighs> boat has uh, been pulled over by the uh, shore patrol or something. Or <laughs> Numchuck, I'm going to blame you again. There it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was Numchuck's fault. I think might, it's not. I, I'm it, not it, sure it's what's not. going on. I, I can't I can't redo that that rousing introduction again though. It was, it was too much. His phone might be waterlogged, you know. Yeah, this maybe is true. somebody didn't catch it when when he made a pass to him. All right, you saw the highlights of this, right? But the boat parade yesterday, yes. the Buccaneers yes. celebrating their yes. championship. The pass that everybody's calling a pass to me, it looked like an illegal forward lateral. But anyhow, with the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess it depends if that other boat was. Behind the line of scrimmage, yes. Then it's perfectly fine. You can go underhand. You know that's 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 fine. So maybe we'll ask T.J. Reeves if uh, he is woken up now and has his phone fixed. I'm not I am giving... all good. I am all good. That was a phenomenal lead-in, and I know you've rolled out the red carpet once again for me to be on the show. And we got to get the cell service to work where I am. We're all good. We're all good. I am. I am not. Uh... 15 feet below uh, the surface at the Hillsborough River looking for the Lombardi Trophy. I am stead on in Vegas with you, my friend. Hillsborough, I love this. I never knew the Hillsborough. We never knew about the Hillsborough anything until you told us the Hillsborough <laughs> County Mountie or whatever he was, the guy that, that went on the field or, and tackled the guy, tackled the streaker. That was outstanding. So that's where you are, Hillsborough County. Do, do, the, do the police... Men wear those goofy things like we used to see in the old cartoon. What was the cartoon, Frank? That what, uh, Dudley Do Right. Yes, Dudley Do Right. Exactly. <laughs> what? Nunchuck? Did well, he cut him off? No, no. I, I think he just said that he's got some bad cell reception oh. down there. So we might be in an area where this might be a dicey interview. A dice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <just> interview ourselves. <laughs> no problem there. So, so tell- what did you think about the parade, TJ? <laughs> Oh, how about TC? What did you think of the parade that we didn't see? Well, I want to go back to that uh, <laughs> Hillsborough County whatever Mountie, the guy that tackled that streaker. That guy was an ex-football player or PE teacher in Hillsborough County. I don't know what's do they, going on. Do they ride seahorses in the river on the Mounties? <laughs> hey, I, I do have a horse story for this oh, today. Oh, all right. I, speaking of which, there all is right. a horse story that's correlated to this interview once we get it going. So, uh, all right. I, I think we're going to. 
try to get him on a landline. Well, trying an alternate nice. line, yes. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, think you have his alternate you know, jersey on. See, good thing that there's alternate sometimes, huh? <laughs> a reverse retro. Though I don't think anybody's going to be purchasing this other line, so it's just for uh, for show purposes only. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I I saw the highlights of this uh, boat parade again. Being the traditionalist that I was, uh, that I am, I said uh, we have boats and this and that. But it came across cool. It came across. Cool. Oh, here we go. Three, two, one. T J Reeves, what's going on, my man? Take three. Okay, we have switched to a landline. I am not at home, but we have switched to a landline. Oh. Your man Numchuck, not unlike Rob Gronkowski, coming through in the clutch in the biggest game possible. Okay, wait. Has found time me out. And now found Stand me on a landline. Stand by. Rewind. As a media professional as you are, why don't you go with the landline first? You know landlines are number one, cells are number two, a distant number three. Come on, man. Say you dropped the ball on that one. Just be glad, again, that I I am not still down by the Hillsborough River uh, (laughs) looking for the Buccaneer Boat Parade. I have not had any avocado tequila, which I'm sure that you're going to ask me about, uh, coming up. After the Buccaneers celebration, and that's that's you know Brady got the sponsor plug in after that after that video went viral because he's involved in avocado tequila. By the way, what a shocker! So uh, it's all good. It, w- it was some scene yesterday, and the celebration is still ongoing here. No doubt about it, Mister Initials brother from another mother. Okay, so Tom Brady throws the Lombardi Trophy across the bay for I would say an <laughs> eight-yard completion. I'm going to say eight yards. You probably had a better view than me, and I believe it was to Cameron Brate. A lot of people thought it was Gronk, but it was Cameron Brate, as you said. I believe he had both feet inbounds on that boat as he tossed it to to another boat. So uh, give us the details on this. And it seemed like a lot of people, including Brady, were a little bit nervous about tosses. And I'm curious what my man Vince Lombardi would have thought about seeing his likeness being tossed upon a bay and not that bay and not, we, uh, we not, do not, have a- not the Green Bay in, in Brown County, my friend. Yes. Well, so there's a couple things. Number one, I was a little further down the route from when they were doing that. Uh, So we were not aware that they had done that until later when we saw it on video and on the news and on the Internet, obviously. And there are two other points. I mean, obviously he did toss a Lombardi trophy to Cameron Brait. But the real question, Numchuck, do we have the breaking news? Do we have the breaking news sounder? You always love when I do this on your own show, TC. Was that the Lombardi trophy... Or were there replicas, because I am here to testify to the T.C. Martin audience in Las Vegas, that on the first boat in the boat parade was Coach Bruce Arians, who was also holding up a Lombardi trophy. So we had not one, but two of them that were on the two different boats. And the question becomes, did they pull out the 2002 one out of the trophy case over at the Bucks training facility? Or did we have a copycat, a replica, in the event that that one was bobbled and dropped and ended up at the bottom of the Hillsborough River, <laughs> some 12 to 15 feet deep, depending on where you are? And further on the update, TC, the Tampa Police uh, Boat Rescue, Fire Boat and Rescue from the police department and the dive team, they were on standby and had been told he's going to try to do this. He's going to try to flip it from one boat to the other avocado tequila and all so they were ready with the dive team to go in after the lombardi so there's the updates for the tc okay so we're going conspiracy theory here thinking that there is an alternate we're talking alternate jerseys today now we're talking about alternate (laughs) lombardi trophies are kidding no and they would not take i'm going to squash the 2002 trophy right Uh, no that that's not they're going to pull that out of the trophy case that's not happening 
I am testifying on your show that I saw Bruce Arians first on his boat, nowhere near Tom Brady's boat, which is like four boats behind, including the owners, the Glazers, their massive boat, which which is uh, something uh, out of a movie, the boat they were on. So anyway, Arians was on the lead boat, and he's out on the bow of the lead boat on the front, holding up the Lombardi and waving at everybody. And then all of this stuff happened with the flipping of the Lombardi trophy a few boats behind, you know, two, three minutes behind when he came through and i'm saying to people later on last night and this morning they they had double lombardis on the on the boat parade for the tampa bay buccaneers there were clearly two of them so everybody can can put their own conjecture in just like the jfk assassination if there was a second shooter or a second lombardi (laughs) there it is tj reese there we go the hughes corporation is singing right now yes they were rocking the boat yesterday making completions oh you gotta love it The hits keep coming, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. So we're seeing the completion. We're seeing rock in the boat party. You're calling avocado tequila. That is definite. We see Brady look like he was tipsy. This the boats were rocking. I don't. I I don't even know where to start with this story here. And uh, eight yard completion. I got to go with here. Again, I would suspect that you could have taken those Hillsborough County police dive team or whatever, mm-hmm. not even call them, not even waste the money to have them. You're dealing with professional football players. We're talking about a seven-time quarterback making the pass to an all-world tight end, a professional football player. Of course this thing isn't getting dropped. What are you talking about? Well, and you heard Cameron Brait say that he was so nervous about it that he would have had to retire probably if he didn't catch it. But, yeah, you're right. The seven-time Super Bowl champion and the five-time Super Bowl MVP is likely going to make a good underhanded toss, tipsy or not, back of the boat or not. But, uh, again, uh, there were thousands and thousands. I didn't see the official guesstimate. I would guesstimate there were probably some 10,000 that were socially distanced as best as we could in and around that boat parade. And that went on for a couple of hours as they wound down around downtown Tampa. And it was just neat to get to be part of that. When the Lightning did this last September, the public was not invited along a parade route. Essentially, they did their own kind of makeshift flotilla. If you had a boat, fine. If not, if you were, if you were just happening to see this, uh, standing around, etc., um, there was not near the people, is my point, for the Lightning one as there was for this one. But it was something to behold. And the one thing we kept talking about yesterday it was an 83-degree day, and I don't know how warm it is in Vegas today. But uh, yesterday in New England, again, it was in the, the low teens with the wind chill, like in the single digits. And whenever the Patriots would celebrate these Super Bowls, it looked like something out of going to the Winter Olympics for whomever was coming out to the parade, uh, including the players. This was totally different. Guys that were shirtless, uh, some of them just in their swimsuits and flip-flops, Brady in the T-shirt. It was definitely a more relaxed uh, atmosphere and definitely better weather for the boat parade. Yeah, it looked really cool. It really did. It looked like a lot of fun, and, and it was a cool celebration. You know, I can't say I'm surprised that there was a double shot of the Lombardi Trophy because Tom had at least a double shot of the tequila. So <laughs> At least. Is, at is, least. Now, is there any truth to the rumor that the reason he didn't pass it to Gronk was because they were afraid that Gronk was going to then do the Gronk spike and then the dive team would have had to come and play? <laughs> yeah, maybe. That way that potentially would have been. Uh, and, again, you can't say enough about that dynamic duo, as we talked about on your show on the Monday after, and the job they were able to do. And Gronk's already been to Disney World now for the, the big parade in front of the castle. 
That already happened, so that's a good thing. And by the way, just to weigh in on your epic rant in the opening segment about the alternate jerseys, the Buccaneers did unveil for the first time ever in 2020 the third jersey, the pewter jersey on the pewter pants. And oh, by the way, victorious in all of the games in pewter on pewter for 2020. And they sold probably, I don't have this officially, about 2.7 million of the Tom Brady pewter uh, number 12 jerseys. And I know you call it putrid, but the, the Bucks did unveil for the first time ever pewter on pewter in this Super Bowl season, my friend. And that is true. Okay, so let me ask you this here. Back to Brady. You know, he, when he came to Tampa Bay, Buck fans were, were very happy about this. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people that have been anti-Brady because of the success he's had in New England. I think when you look, especially yesterday, that maybe the light bulb hit for some people. And I want to get your take on this because, again, being there and covering him all season long, I've always liked Brady. I thought Brady was a pro. He was a competitor. He's a fiery guy. But I think people are seeing another side of Tom Brady now where they're saying, you know what, this guy's pretty cool. He's having fun. He's letting his letting his hair down, so to speak, and he's having alcohol. And we all, we know about his <laughs> diet. You know, seriously, about this guy is just you know the regimen that that he puts in, the way he trains, and what he puts in his body, and that sort of thing. But it just seems like he's having fun, and it seems like people outside of Tampa Bay now are starting to you know resonate with him a little bit more, which I like. And uh, he I just, think it's a good point. Yeah, I, 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 I really think that people view him as a different person than they did when he was with New England. Maybe a little bit. And obviously there's some that are never going to forgive him for being part of the Patriots, number one, and winning all the time. And then you also have controversies, including the Spygate that he's always going to be associated right. with, which Belichick and his coaching staff and everybody was part of, and then the deflate gate with the footballs, and he had to serve a four-game suspension. So some are never going to uh, forgive him. Like my mother-in-law and father-in-law are the biggest Miami Dolphin fans ever, and they despise Tom Brady. But they relented. They understood their son-in-law, as we've talked about on your show, gets paid more if the Bucks keep winning in the postseason there are more checks coming in for your granddaughters for your daughter etc so they got on board with hey let's have the buccaneers win and you can uh you know just accept the fact that tom brady is the quarterback of the team but by the same token uh when when they showed those images of him hugging his wife giselle and the kids down on the field uh and they and they had the moment there and they had him still mic'd up and they've replayed that now on nfl films and inside the nfl and that stuff that's what it's all about now you've humanized Tom Brady, because now he's a dad, like those of us that are dads. And, T.C., I know you're one and I am as well. The, to get to celebrate the Super Bowl on the field with your kids now that they're old enough, like they were two years ago when they won, and now this year, two years later when they've won, that's special. That's something different. So you make a good point. I think there are some who are going to root a little more for him now that he's loosened up and humanized. Yeah, and let's just go back to whatever it was. I mean, three months ago, people are ripping him because, remember, he didn't know it was fourth down. Down, and and right. you know that that got a lot of flack and this and that. But anyway, okay. The, the, here's the best part of of the parade. Uh, I guess it's breaking news because I'm just finding out about this. <laughs> Tell me this is true, TJ Reeves. This makes me happy that your boy Sean Murphy Bunting got hit in the head with a Bud Light. Outstanding. 
That that may have been. Well, he he did have great success intercepting passes in the postseason because he had a pick in each of the first three postseason games. We still have to get you your Sean Murphy Bunting Buccaneer jersey. I may get it in the pewter color oh, just for you uh, to wear on the show uh, because you were on him earlier uh, in the year. But I, I was not aware, and are we sure, sponsor correct, that it was a Bud Light and not another version of alcohol? Uh, this was his uh, post, right? Cash in on this was his post. Him on the side of the head. Yeah, I think he's he's claiming it. His own post said that I got hit in the head with a Bud Light can. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, and even though he got hit in the head, it still does mean he broke up the pass, so he's still doing his job. That's right there. correct. He, just he gets a pass defended. Very nice, VGK Frank, that he does get a pass defended on the play. And for a lot of these guys, again, uh, Murphy Bunting is only a second-year player. And a lot of the guys in that secondary, Antoine Winfield is a rookie, Carlton Davis uh, is a third-year player, just completed his third season. They are very young in that secondary with a lot of those uh, veterans like Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominican Sue and Shaq Barrett on the defense. But, man, they held up their end on the back end and roughed up those Chiefs, and they're getting a lot of praise right now, and deservedly so for how they played, guys. Oh, because i got to ask you this here. So we talked about the, the trophies. We talked about on the water. We talked about the different celebrations. I understand, and maybe you can give us some, some breaking news about this. Devin White was riding a horse <laughs> yes. with the trophy. I don't know which Lombardi trophy, but one of them. Maybe there's three, maybe there's ten, who knows what. Inside Raymond James Stadium. Now, didn't he say, this, was this part of a thing that he was owning up to, that if we win, I'm going to ride a horse naked? But I, I saw that he had shorts on. And that is one thing. You don't want to ride a horse naked. You sure the heck don't want to ride a horse uh, with shorts on. You, you got to have pants on when you ride a horse, my friend. But give us this news here. Okay, so the update is that he was on the horse yesterday. I am actually sending this to you. Where so did you, you get this horse? Where did this horse come from? This it wasn't one of the Bud Light Clydesdales, I'll tell you that. He, oh, no, no, it's not a Clydesdale, no. but he owns a couple of them. Sadly, one of them died, actually, but I think he has two other ones. So this is one of the horses um, that he has here in Tampa. He had them with him in, in Louisiana when he played at LSU. He was famous for riding the horse in Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge after they won the the uh, the national championship uh, as kind of like a little victory thing. So I've just sent that to you. You can you can uh, put it out there. But he yes, uh, from the Buccaneers Twitter and social media and Buccaneers.com, there is video of Devin White on the horse. We believe yesterday morning before the boat parade that uh, that he was out riding around on the Raymond James Stadium yeah. turf with the Lombardi Trophy. I so send that out to your audience. Put it, it on tcmartinshow.com. And this is what I it saw earlier today. Right. Yeah, this is what yes, I saw earlier. I'm, I'm looking at it. Uh, well, they put it out yesterday. I'm looking at it. He is in shorts, right. uh, not in not in pants. He does have the cowboy boots on, and he is riding the horse around with the Lombardi. That is confirmed that he did so, and that is his horse. That he owns a couple of them. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, good thing we're not beating a dead horse then. Yeah. <laughs> riding a horse is probably better to go bareback than bare sack, so is what uh, you're see, saying. There we go. We both came through today. Look at that. Hey, hey, Frank hey. has the one-liners rolling right now. He is in the zone. Hey, I want to ask you this, too, because a lot was made about the TV ratings after the game. And some people were saying, okay, well, Kansas City had the highest ratings. And then New England, actually, Boston and New England had higher ratings than Tampa. Tampa was third. But I did hear that it might have been skewed a little bit because in Tampa, where they're allowing people to go, a lot of people did get together in bars in different places like Correct. that. So, so although it looks like the ratings were as, weren't as high, it doesn't mean that fewer people were watching. That's a good point, too. And there's a couple of other 
I mean, obviously. All right, so this is a big factor. This was the first time since the Seahawks demolished Peyton Manning and the Broncos that we had a one-sided second half in a Super Bowl. All of the other ones after that were back and forth, nip and tuck into the fourth quarter, building the audience. This one had no audience really for the final 45 minutes because the Bucks were running the clock out by running the ball. So, of course, the number of people dipped as the game uh, began to end and in the fourth quarter. The second thing is I thought it was fascinating in terms of the Boston rating. It was the highest rating by far, as you would expect, for a non-New England Patriots Super Bowl, and it was higher rated than every one of their Super Bowl games and wins, save for the one against the Seahawks, where they won on the Malcolm Butler interception um, back about five years ago now, five, six years ago. So even the win over the Rams a couple of years ago, the classic close finish with the Eagles where the Eagles beat them, those were lower rated than the, the amount of people in Boston and in, in New England watching that game the other night. So they had a massive rating there. And still, the rating in Tampa was like a 55 rating. That is uh, a massive, massive rating for what this game is and, and what it represents. When you consider there is, there is no other program, forget about live sports for a second, there's no other program on network TV that ever gets like a 6 or a 7 rating, much right. less something in the 50s uh, that, that the Super Bowl does. So massive amount of audience. It was about 6 or 7 million less overall, but you're right. Uh, they were very interested, obviously, in Boston, TC. All right. We got to get rolling, uh, TJ. Yep. We'll hit you uh, again with some other stuff uh, down the road. But I'll leave you with this. The Toronto Raptors are just are so <laughs> impressed with the epicenter of the world that they said, we're playing the rest of our season in Tampa. That's it. No more okay. basketball in Toronto. That. They're going to stay here. They're staying and there. And by the oh, way, yeah. more... More than one person has pointed out. I don't know what it is at William Hill on your app, but I believe they are plus 2,200, I believe, right now to win the NBA Finals. And you're so claiming you them now. You're look. claiming them, right? You better start covering them, my friend. You bet. Yeah, you might You might want to look into that with what's going on at the epicenter of sports right now. <laughs> Lightning, Rays, Bucks, Raptors, the adopted Raptors. I don't know, guys. Oh, gee. All right, man. Uh, glad you enjoyed uh, the boat parade yesterday. Uh, a lot of fun, obviously talking with you about it. Take care, my man. Rest up, and uh, we'll catch you later. Anytime that you need me and you roll out the red carpet or put up the bat signal, I am there. Initials brother for another mother. And now we go back to celebrating a Super Bowl win. Be well, boys. Take care. T.J. Reeves, a Buck sideline reporter, does a great job with them. And uh, he's been reveling in the excitement there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And like you said, the epicenter. The Rays, the Lightning, the Bucks. Maybe the Raptors. Who knows? All right. We come back. The big seven-footer will join us. Big Bill Cartwright. RVD is going to join us, too, next hour. So hang tight. Don't you dare go anywhere.